What is it you want, Barry? What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Come with me if you want to live. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. The Force will be with you. Always. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to 20th Century Geek. I'm your regular host, Scott Weatherly, and today I'm wading into the swamp with a friend from the Comics in Motion Network. Matthew, hello and welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hello, good morning, or afternoon. I'm fine, yes. how are you? <laughs> I'm good, mate, I'm good. Yeah, we're coming, you're coming at me from across the, across the ocean. This is another one where the time zones are, uh, are working out. Yours is early morning, you've got your coffee there ready to face the day. And, uh, and I'm early afternoon. Uh, but yes, thank you for joining. Before we start, though, you know, we're going to jump in and we're going to be talking about Swamp Thing. 50 years old of uh, the great green one. Um, but before we do that, do you want to introduce yourself, your podcast, and give it a little pop so the listeners know where to go? Sure. Uh, my name is Matthew Lloyd, and I have a podcast on the Comics at Motion Network called Classic Comics with Matthew B. Lloyd, and I uh, cover comics basically before uh, the Silver Age, so all the Golden Age, free Golden Age stuff. Sometimes it's a newspaper strip. Uh, oftentimes, so far, it's been stuff that's a little obscure, uh, although I have done some things well-known like Captain America, Human Torch, Submariner, uh, but you know, Miss Fury and Catman are things that you haven't really heard of before. And I try to cover some of those because of my own interest in uh, uh, either them because I know about them or because I've always wanted to know about them. So I figure if I'm going to learn, I'm going to share also. Yeah, no, your, your show is great. Uh, being a 20th century geek myself, um, there have been several of your episodes that have, have driven me off to either Comixology or other sources. Like, oh, yeah, that sounds fantastic. I'm going to go have a, go have a look at that. So um, it's, it's, it's a wonderful show. And so I do I recommend people go check that, especially because I think some of the ones you have talked about, like you say, it's early doors of characters that they either know or even sometimes it's sort of like, you know, oh, you know about this character, but like here's an earlier iteration or a version of it so right right yeah yeah it's a great show um thank you today we won't you know we're, we're jumping a bit ahead of the, the sort of the gold age golden age this is going to be sort of i suppose sort of bronze age really of, of the comic yeah uh, yeah the comic history um 1971 is when we're going to be starting it's the 50th anniversary of swamp things first appearance um now when i was setting this up and i think you know I think I'll, I'll, I'll set this as my stall to begin with, Matt, so we can talk about this. But I was I was debating this in my head as I was setting this up because Swamp Thing number one isn't until the following year, 1972. And it's a different kind of Swamp Thing. So I'm, I'm sort of, I feel like I'm cheating a bit. What are your thoughts on this? Because obviously it appears in House of Secrets 90, issue 92, July 71. And it's a sort of a, um, a an anthology story, isn't it? Really? So Right, right. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think uh, I think it's fair to start there because that's the initial concept of the character. The, the You know, what I've read from Ween and Wrights and they, they, they were just doing a, a story in an anthology and that's what they did. And it just hit and they got a lot of great response from from readers and DC actually wanted them to keep doing the series. And they were like at first. Nah, nah, we, we, nah, we're not going to do that. You know, they, they really wanted them to do a series on it. And they, they, 
we're not going to do that. And they kept coming back to him. Come on, you're sure it's it's done it's done well. It's sold a lot of issues. You know, it's gotten a lot of uh, uh, discussion and and response. And I'm pretty sure it won an award, if I remember correctly. I think it did. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. So it, it was recognized critically as well as uh, you know uh, from a, a populist perspective, but. Uh, they didn't want to do it, and so finally they talked them into it, and they kind of had to talk through how they were going to uh, approach it because uh, they didn't feel like they wanted to deal with uh, the period piece in the Victorian mm -hmm. era when the original uh, eight-page or whatever was done with Alec Olson instead of Alec Holland, which mm -hmm. we later uh, come to know. So they, they, they redid it, but they had the same basic origin of you know chemical and going into the swamp and coming back and i guess i guess you know the original story has that just sort of really tragic ending where you know he's lost everything and all he is is this swamp creature that has no yeah outlet well, or you know it's, it's fascinating because the first one is a it's like a gothic horror story isn't it it's a, yeah it's, it is it really is it's a tragedy in that sort of sense of yeah this this the, the Alec for the Alec the first um, <laughs> is 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 killed and, and it's sort of again it, it's it's like a supernatural story because you know, by the force of will he comes back as a swamp thing and, and it's to take revenge on on you know um, and present himself to his wife as well his his, his former wife his widow um, and he, he is the, the swamp thing like it's not you know he's not a character he's not a hero it is literally just a you know it's it's this sort of supernatural tale I suppose akin to something you'd expect from sort of like Edgar Allan Poe or those sorts of things. It's yeah, exactly. It is good. I like the original. I like that first story. Um, but like you say, I can't it, see it. it. It'd be trouble as a, it'd be difficult to sell as a series. Um, yeah. Yeah. Other than just, uh, I, I don't know where they, how, how they would have gone with it unless they just did the same kinds of stories in the, uh, in the period setting. Mm. Uh, you know, as as we were, as I was thinking about uh, things uh, for this show, and I was going through my head and rereading some stuff, I finally stumbled across, I think, maybe the first time I read Swamp Thing, and I actually had it's that story, believe it mm -hmm. or not, an old uh, DC Digest from the early '80s, cool. uh, where they reprinted. It was, mm. it was an Origins issue so there's like uh dr fate and the atom and then swamp thing and it's the original eight pager wow uh, so i actually it's possible i don't my, my memory on it is hazy because i feel like i've known swamp thing for a long time mm -hmm. like way back to when i was little little but i can't find an old comic that i could go oh here here's swamp thing number you know 15 i had that you know yeah but I, i've had to have read it somewhere from somebody but i know the first one that i still have is that digest and i thought it was real curious that my first meaningful exposure let's say was the original eight page story because it then it's not that's the it's, just, it's almost like a it's a separate character essentially it even is. though it's the basic concept yeah yeah and it's a um because I, I, I think you know, for me, find, reading that story was, is, is um, research. Not for this show, but like in, you know, in general. Like my first exposure yeah, yeah. came a lot longer later on. Mine sort of was probably probably was the Alan Moore 
uh-huh. uh, was and was uh, actually a trade paperback I picked up in a second-hand bookshop. And I think it was like uh, volume four. So it wasn't even the start of the, of the Alan Moore run. It was, oh, okay. it was the real sort okay. of like later on. Um, and I was like, oh, this is quite cool. And then as you get older, you look into it and, and sort of I've gone back and watched, uh, I've read that original story and then read um, the Bronze Age stuff. And now that like DC are collecting those things, you know, I've got like, the first volume of the Bronze Age Swamp Thing stories. Um, and that's yeah. in the sort of, like, here's your intro. And then, you know, then, then there's what you know. <laughs> yeah. And then you go, oh, then this is the character I know, sort of the Alec Holland story. Um, but like you say, it's an interesting because they, they basically, it's, it's one of those weird things where, as you said, the DNA of the, the origin is there. But they, they've kept that thing of, you know, a, a, a person coming back from, um, from death after an, an, you know, an incident and then trying to reclaim their life. Um, but like I said, they've, they've clearly updated it. So, I mean, the, the redo of the origin is Alec Holland and his, and his, his wife, uh, scientists in the forest, and they, they do, they, they're working on... Um, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a, a growth serum, isn't it? Really, it's yeah. they they call it a biorestorative formula. That's it. Yeah. And the idea is that it'll make uh, plants and stuff grow in uh, uh, inhospitable conditions. Yeah, it's, so it's you way could of potentially plant a desert it. with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then they are they, they like I say it's this funny thing of like seventies businessman and his thugs turn up and are like you know we want this sell it to us yeah and then yeah. They, they don't so they blow it up which is clearly a bit good business planning um, <laughs> but it's it's pretty brutal like it is it is I, I went back and I was looking through I was just sort of flicking through the, the Bronze Age stuff and I was like that origin like you know you've got literally like Alec his you know his, his wife and, and this thing and then like when the explosion goes off like him charging out on fire and i was like yeah, yeah wow like this is during the comics code <laughs> era like they were still sort of trying to adhere to it this is must have been pushing the boundary of it this has to be right around the time where some of the restrictions were lifted like mm. uh you remember when I was I don't mean do you remember like when you were a kid and this happened, but have you read, do you recall where uh, they were talking about, at least at Marvel, where they lifted some of the restrictions and then immediately Marvel came out with uh, Tomb of Dracula, the yes. Monster Frankenstein, and World by Night. That's like right around the same time. So they had to have lifted the restrictions so that you could have a little bit more gore and uh, horror because you couldn't show blood. You couldn't have anything that depicted a vampire or a werewolf or anything like that so this has to be right at the same time and, and dc struck with with swamp thing yes oh it, it, it feels like it because this leans into i mean this has a feel of that classic monster kind of story that, that this uh the mm, first yeah this, the, the first yeah. The, the, you know the ween and rights and issues have that feel oh, of yeah. like classic monsters without having the classic monsters in them but you do get you do get well, like arcane and all of his you know creatures um well patchwork man almost mm. looks like frankenstein's monster at times so yes. it's not like uh you're exactly right and it's it's all of a sudden in uh central europe instead of the the bayou yeah. in louisiana and it's classic you know uh you know monster territory for the yeah the, the films and such of that I, I, I have to say, reading that, that one of my favourite things, because like the art as well, like the story is good fun. I like the stories, and it's got you know, it's, it's got some stuff. But the Bernie Wrightson art is phenomenal, like absolutely he's, phenomenal. 
he's great. He's he he really is. He's one of those uh, few. He's one of those artists of the of that era that is uh, is right at the top. Him and mm. uh, Steranko and, and Neil Adams. No matter what you may think of Neil Adams' later ideas about the world, um, his art is just you know off the charts and and Wrightson is right there but he he leans into that that horror art mm. that is uh, uh i mean his frankenstein is frankenstein yes uh, that i mean that thing is just dripping literally dripping yeah. with uh well, that, with uh, well, the viscera and gore and all kinds yeah. of amazing but one of the things i love about this run is they clearly lean into that and that's like you say it's set in the bayou and you get some other bits and they're like yeah you know you know we've got bernie doing trees and moss how can we get him to a castle? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How do we? <laughs> I know. Let's take him all across the earth. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's have Swamp Thing hang off a plane for halfway across around the world, <laughs> uh, and then we can have him in some, you know, say, some sort of like far Eastern European country, and have him in castles and stuff. And it's sort of like the thing is, it's it's a bit silly, but it's exactly what I expect from comics. But the whole time, I'm like, I don't care. This looks amazing. Like you get those. Yeah. Uh, the castle basements and these creatures that are all sort of like you know, uh, uh, you know, with giant limbs and eyes, and they're just twisted and the shadow. It's I, mean, I always remember there's an image of them coming out of the shadows. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them, and it's, it's just phenomenal. Because something doesn't know what's in there with him, mm. and he hears it. He hears the the moving in the background and sees them as shadow, and then and that's how writes and. Uh, you know, stages it, and, and 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 as they're slowly, you know, appearing, it's it's it's, it's so well done, and it, it makes me think of uh, who I guess has to be one of uh, uh, Wrightson's uh, inspirations, which is who is uh, Graham Ingalls of uh, EC Comics mm, fame from yes. the 50s. If you're familiar with any of his stuff, you know his nickname was Ghastly, Ghastly yes. Graham Ingalls. <laughs> so that's where uh, that's where a lot of that horror art is is coming from, and. But he writes and does it so well. You're right, and that EC feel is is you know sort of just permeates all of this, and it's clearly sort yeah, of those, those yeah, issues. Yeah, um, that Wrightson's having like an absolute ball, like clearly doing some of this stuff. The one thing I would say because you know what I've got, I've got the uh, the digital version of this, the, the Bronze Age collection, and it's all uh-huh. col- it's all coloured, and you know it's, it's sort of it's, it looks fine. But Wrightson is definitely one of those artists that you go, mm, I wouldn't mind seeing this in just plain black and white, just the ink. Do you know what I mean? I well, like the, Frank, the Frankenstein is in black and white. Exactly. And that, that, that shows that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. You can really, if you look at the, if you look at that and then you try to imagine the uncolored pages from the Swamp Thing stuff, you can really, he probably would have added even more dark blacks to it if, uh, <laughs> if he knew it was going to be black and white mm. to provide a little more uh, uh, atmosphere, but without the color, you know, but yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely can see that. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I find interesting and we'll, you know, we'll get into this sort of the transition that comes in the eighties. Um, th- these first stories uh, from Len Wein and, and sort of through sort of most of the seventies is a man trying to regain his humanity. It's very much akin to, um, almost like the Hulk TV show, isn't it? Or, or one of these other sort of things of traveling from story to story a little bit, meeting people. Yeah, yeah. And but it's, constantly it's, uh, looking for the cure. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, uh, uh, like uh, like you say, an, an anthology-style TV show where where the main character is your vehicle and 
you're really having these stories about uh, other people, like uh, like uh, even in the in the, the first ten issues of of Swamp Thing. You know, first sure it's you've got Alec Holland having the accident and becoming Swamp Thing, but then it's uh, after the first couple issues you've got uh, he goes to you know, the Balkans or whatever, and he mm-hmm. meets Abigail, and it's sort of about her, and then it's sort of about her and her dad, who have, you know, is, you know, the patchwork man, and then uh, as he's on his way back, they, they crash in Scotland or whatever, and there's a werewolf, and so it's yeah. a story about them and their family uh, trauma, and that, that story has a, uh, to me, has a Hound of the Baskervilles feel. If you've ever oh, read yes. that, no, yeah, yeah, definitely, that, yeah, that, yeah. that Sherlock Holmes. No, there's a lot. It's very. It's almost like the Hound of the Baskervilles with a real werewolf instead of a yes. a crazy yeah. dog. You know, well, I, I, I love. Like I say because we say this leans into that classic um, monster sort of tropes. It's almost like you, you know you've. You're right. The patchwork man is, you know, he even has like the the skin sort of jacket. The the, the yeah you know, the, yeah. The off look uh, from some of the later. Um, Bride of Frankenstein, more sort of, you know, but then you've also got, like you say, they just tap in. It's almost like they've got this bunch of stories, and they're like, like you say, I want to do something Baskerville esque. I want to do something, <laughs> you know, like this, like that. And but it's it's one of the things like I say, it's it's good, but not just the art. The writing's good as well, especially this. I think yeah. I think it's Ween, and he does like the first fourteen, fifteen issues, something like that. Yeah. And they yeah. are really good. Like, you know, there's no, you, you, you know, they're just really good. They look great in the re- And I think for me, they've aged well. Or at least for my oh, point of view, my enjoyment. Because definitely. I'm able to go back oh, yeah. and oh, these are cool. Um, I think you, you, you can give anybody the first, you know, 10 issues by Ween and writes it in. It's, it, it is just as uh, interesting and exciting mm-hmm. and, uh, I don't know, maybe not, maybe it doesn't feel groundbreaking, but I think you can, you can sense that at the time this was something special. You still get that sense from it. It's not like you just pick up something and go, oh, okay, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas maybe, you know, like, if you read the first Superman story right now, we've had so many superheroes for so many years, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel quite so groundbreaking anymore but i think you read the first 10 issues of swamp thing and you go this this is different i can tell this is different and, and i think it kind of ties into what you were talking about with uh, the the trying to regain his humanity i think that's a theme throughout the 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 the, the existence of the character that is uh that is critical mm. just like uh, maybe superman is you know he's the last son of krypton even though he lives his life as a human there's always that aspect of him that that that, that plays out but with swamp thing i think you always have that uh aspect of humanity even uh in and i guess we'll get to this eventually like the very uh most recent stories uh in the new series by my ram v and mike perkins um um we can touch on that at some point but even there there's that aspect of a humanity and identity uh that's well, I, a theme you, that is yeah i think you're so totally critical right. yeah well th- this is what i think i think you're right i think you know we'll get to an outreach i think you've, you've hit the nail on the head there's like an there's a for every character there's like an essence isn't there there's a core yeah. to that character yeah 
And I definitely think that there's this thing of Swamp Thing uh, is him dealing with his place against humanity. Um, and that when, when he's written best, that's when it comes up. This whole thing of, like, okay, so what's, what's, what's Swamp Thing's place in the world? How does he adjust himself to, against humanity? Um, and to begin with, it's this thing of like, I'm trying to reclaim my humanity. Like, you know, I am a person, you know, that has been transformed into this swamp thing. And that's how he's set up. And then, you know, when we get to the, the Alan Moore years, and we'll address this now, like they, they take that away. Exactly. And, and then it's a case of like, okay, now, how does he deal with this thing of being, actually, you are not a person that was transformed into this thing. You are a response to this this incident you are actually all plant and you are you know the, this, this avatar of the green and all this other stuff so okay how do you align yourself to humanity then and that's when you get like the relationship with abby arcane and when she's taken how he attacks gotham and that sort of thing and then even like scott snyder stuff in the new 52 addresses that as well yeah 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 i i think even when you get i reread the first alan moore volume the other day for, for so i'd have that Mm. fresh in my mind and um what i was struck with though was even though it's he in that first volume you know he struggles with trying to figure out well, I, I was never i'm not i have the memories of a human but i'm not human mm. but i think i think what more is doing there also is bringing up the the idea of what is identity and soul and yes. how can can something be human? Is human necessarily a uh, a physical thing, or is it a uh, a, a concept of, of soul or morality or that morality, kind of thing? Yes. And, I, and I think that's a perfect line, though, from what Ween and Wrightson were doing with the character. I agree. Just yeah. taking it to a different perspective, because part of the whole thing with Swamp Thing also is always he looks like a monster, but he's but he's not. Yeah. But then the villains don't always look like monsters, but they're the real monsters, mm. you know. And that's that's a it's flipping everything around. And he and Moore kind of does it twice in in his uh, first volume. But I still think it addresses that notion. And and that's what's so good is it makes us think about you know real real life things like who we are, why we're here, and what makes us. Us, what makes me me and what makes you you and you know the value in that everyone yeah. and i think there's really like you said there's there's um two elements especially in the more run when you get like you know the realization it's called it's called the anatomy lesson isn't it the, that, that uh, yeah the issue where that first story yeah yeah you get the breakdown of like you know um you believe that something's been killed you know he's been shot in the head but then he's able to come back and you have um uh, Woodrow, Jason uh, Woodrow, the Floronic man, is doing a, like a dissection of, of, of. He's like, yeah, there's no organic stuff in it. Like, there's an approximation <laughs> of, of, of lungs, an approximation of, of everything, but it's not. Um, they're not you know, functional. None of the none of the yeah. organs are functional. He's got yeah. them, but they're not functional, and they just kind of look like it. You know. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a fantastic issue, and it ends with that. You know, the, the swamp thing has that reveal he sees the documentation he sees the the, the tests and the the, the uh, dissection report and he obviously attacks the person who has instigated all this stuff and it's this moment of rage but that leads into a really fascinating story there's like a three issue story where we get this dichotomy between the floronic man 
who is isn't and who who is a human with or at least mm. from another earth but from and a human that does have plant elements versus a creature that we've now determined is is 100% plant is now as part of the mm. green and this other thing and they're both, you know so it's almost like there's a jealousy from the floronic man who's like no no i can access the green and i can do these things and you're right humanity or the human race are terrible and i'm going to bring them down and plants are going to rise up um and all this other stuff and then you get this story and it's this idea of like he sheds his um the front man sheds his human look like that fake flesh that he wears to, to mm-hmm. look like the the, the flower creature and again the, the art in this is great i love how, some of the panels in this but swamp thing comes to this terminology comes to this idea of like look he's a bit of being absorbed into the green he sees it's the bigger picture and he's like look yeah you know what humans are pretty crap but <laughs> they form a part of a cycle we are all one ecosystem yeah and this yeah. Like, yeah, like the ecosystem and again it it's a really really good turn again but that more does it's like yeah, look, i'm not human but I'm, we are part and parcel of the same thing um and you know in how sort of um and that sort of breaks uh woodrow and he's like, you know, he can't win um yeah. he, he he doesn't realize that what he's done has prevented the plant from getting the carbon dioxide they need yes. by change by by turning everything to oxygen uh so it is uh, so flammable he can't uh he he's inadvertently choking off plant life because mm. they can't get the co2 they need and it, it just goes to as you said you know the it's the ecosystem it's how plants and animals interact together to form something that works as a whole which is exactly what leads us into the whole concept of uh, the problem of the trees and how they interact together and how he's still a protector of humanity as well as the uh, the plant life because mm. they're interdependent upon one another. Yeah. And and just like even even like uh, when we get into Scott Snyder's thing with the rod, you have to have that balance because mm. if nothing decays, uh, we're getting real uh, you know middle school sciencey now without the nitrogen cycle and decay and the nitrogen being released back into the the atmosphere and the soil that you wouldn't have plant life either without yeah, exactly without that so it, it's all part of the same it's you know it's it's pretty big it's a pretty big uh concept and for those not able to see it my hands are up in the air waving around <laughs> trying to <laughs> Um, I just realized how ridiculous it looked <laughs> for a second. Um, but you know, he's, he's talking about it. It's a huge concept and yeah. it's, it's so much, it's really, I guess, part of the, the brilliance of so much of Moore's work. It goes so far beyond just comic book story or, you know, an insightful little tale. It's, mm. it's, you know, towards questions of life and death and how we, how we live and how we interact with our environment. And, and it's, I mean, it's, we can go on. Your turn. <laughs> no, no, you're right though, because I think you know more takes it that step. It's almost like a logical step, but that's what Alan Moore's so good at is taking that logical step, but doing it in a really interesting way. But it's almost like looking back at the the elements of going like, yeah, you know, for for a time you thought you were a human that had been transformed, and you were trying to regain that humanity. But what I'm telling you is, you never lost it. You are still part and parcel of the same thing. And if anything, actually, you now have a greater responsibility, and you've got to do these things. Um, and I think that's just fantastic for the character because, again, it, it, it was it transforms the character, and it's a real, you know, in, a critical issue that uh, the anatomy lesson, mm. those first few issues of, of, of Moore's run. Um, 
but what it does is sort of it, instead of sort of it doesn't, it doesn't particularly change his his scope it just expands it and you're like no 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 he he's still this and there's a great there's two great parts in that story uh, there's a there's a set of panels i think it's sort of the second issue of the story there's a three issue run with the with, the, with him against the floric man yeah and it's it's um he sort of falls into his own consciousness something sort of like you know uh, reverts into his own consciousness and he's presented with all these memories of, of alec holland and he has to start to sort of like um and it's all the stuff from the right you know the the, the ween running before and he's presented with his wife and he's presented with his own body and eventually like there's a moment where like his, his skeleton has got like humanity written on it like that's his humanity. yeah um, yeah and he's presented with this idea of like well, you can either keep your past you know, in this form of memories of your wife and so on, or you can keep your humanity, which is sort of like you know they've presented by this physical, this this skeleton, um, and then he's sort of chased down by these monsters that you've all seen, and again, like you see like these you know these cameos from like the Patchwork Man and these other bits and pieces, and at the end of it, like his humanity is all battered and broken. It's just basically a rib cage and a skull with a spine connected, and that's what's left. And there's a great line that says sort of like you know, whilst I, I might be battered, and I might be bruised. You know, or I'm broken up, and that I'm still, you know, I'm still what you're looking for. I'm still, I'm still the thing you're chasing. And then there's something yeah, yeah. going. Not, I'm not so sure that's important anymore. And he sort of walks away from it. Um, and I just find that's a really sort of like interesting moment for a character to sort of for you to do that to to for readers because going no 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 I'm going to completely leave behind this idea of him chasing down his humanity. Like he is going to come to terms with his position as being an avatar of the green rather than this you know basing him in in being human we're now going to go beyond that and it's a really great moment like i really really like that moment um in that series yeah it's it's a it's a powerful moment where it sort of digs down into the 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 essence no no pun intended the root of the yes yeah um but you get more in that run i mean you you know it's again like so the the more run runs for about i think it's up to that from 20 up to six or 40 issues i think uh, and yeah, they get all kinds yeah. of ideas. Like there's a great moment where he, he, he Abby is taken away, and she's I think she's kept in Gotham, and I mean, he, she's kept in Gotham, so he attacks, and um, you know, and, and sort of like Batman can't defeat him, so he's like, look, just give her back. Like you know, <laughs> Batman's Batman's solution is like, just give her back. Like we can't beat this thing. Um, and so he says like, if you come back, like you know, um, I'll kill you. And uh, Swamp Thing's like, all right, whatever you say, man. <laughs> you know, um. Well, that's the thing. And how do you, how do you, I mean, he regrows limbs. He, he, he can, you know, reconstitute from sometimes just the smallest little bit. Mm. So it's, it's very uh, difficult to be done with this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, the more run is critical. Like, again, I think you sometimes, you, I, I don't think it's a starting point. I think you do need to see some of the early stuff, but yeah, I, 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 uh, I remember, uh, my my collected volume of the first more run is actually the first collected volume of the mm. more run like the first time it was collected mm. um because i didn't get any of the singular i didn't know what was going on i was what 12 or 13 or something or 14 mm. i guess i was 14 when he started so for whatever reason the comics i just hadn't read that you know didn't pick that up and you know you start hearing about stuff and you're like okay and then they collected it. So for a collected edition back then, that was rare when they collected stuff in the early to mid eighties. Uh, yeah. But it's just called saga, the swamp thing. There's no volume one or volume anything. It's just 
here it is and it's those first seven issues and uh, I mean you could tell it was something uh, different mm. and and special right out of the right out of the gate um, yeah and I had a point and I think I got so interested in waxing uh, fondly upon my own memories that I forgot what I was going to say. So, <laughs> well, I think one of the things that, the other thing that Moore does that's I think is really good is um, he also plugs um, Swamp Thing into more into the DC universe as well. So, yeah, yeah, he does. He does. That's true. Especially the magical element. Like, you know, you, he introduces, he creates, and introduces John Constantine. And then he's like, oh, okay. And now through this character, we're going to sort of have the, you know, um, Etragon and the Stranger and, and uh, Dead Man and all these other characters sort of like, so Swamp Thing sort of becomes part of the dark, magical part of the universe. Um, and it sort of slots him into that, which is a, another great piece of, you know, world building I think he does. Well, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, uh, even though we've talked about how great it is when Swamp Thing is a character that's going through and, you're learning the stories of these other people that that he's meeting and stuff. It's it, it, it's less his story because, I mean, it, he has this through line of trying to be cured or find his humanity or you know, because in in the original concept he's trying to uh, revert back to alcoholic, mm. uh, and we even see that that's even part of the first. Uh, 10 uh, issues he 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 does uh, arcane flips things with him and uh, that actually happens again with matt cable in that weed miniseries from a few years ago if you remember reading that Mm. Uh, but it it becomes more about him and this world more creates with the uh the parliament of trees and the magical end of things that you're talking about and it's it, it really takes it off in a different direction as opposed to simply being the anthology story of the month where he's helping these other people as he goes through and it really it yeah. probably is what is able to keep the series going at that point as opposed to it just being the same kinds of things you know yeah. what i mean no yeah and i think that's the thing is one of the one of the great things is that you say it's it's because it, it flips and switches quite a bit. Like it does, like I say, you know, there'll be a, a run of a few issues where it's very much a f- sort of centred on Swamp Thing. And then the next one, like you say, it's him inserted almost into somebody else's story. Um, or, or even acting as a sort of an agent for somebody else. Like, you know, when he introduces Swamp Thing, like yeah. Swamp, Constantine sends him off to go and do, like he, he's almost like the, the instigator of the story. It's like, yeah, there's these there's these water vampires over there. Go sort go have a look at those. There's this crash thing over here. Go have a look at that. And he interacts with all those things. And I think that's really interesting that they, they do that. You know, throughout like every now and then there'll be something where they're like, right, you know, we, yeah, we're going to take a couple of issues where it's not really going to be about Swamp Thing in in some sense. We're going to insert him into another thing, and we're going to slightly expand this world. I think it's it's, it's really well done. It's all they say. It happens almost throughout the run. Like there's never a point where it's like, "Oh, we're hitting our stride now. We're going to do this." Um, but but also with more, one of the things we'll sort of we'll jump from more in a minute. But one of the things that more is like he he's never worried or concerned about sort of keeping it grounded. He's like, "No, no, we have this ludicrous idea, so I'm going to push it to its its boundaries." Like, like, you know, at one point he's in space, and we're like, "Oh no, he's not." <laughs> like, he uses the fl- the flora of another planet perform and i'm like this is really cool and really weird but 
I mean, what an incredible idea that you can he can connect with the the flora anywhere to do that. I mean, that's such a. I mean, we we think of you know traditional traveling and space stories. You know, um, I think back to the first. I don't know if the first, but the one that I, I fixate on is Egg Rice Rose, John Carter of Mars, and yes. and being able he and he he pro, he's projected somehow, but his body stays and but. He, it, it, it makes you wonder: Is it a copy of his body on Mars? Is it his? It's just his consciousness, you know, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but he has yeah, a physicality on Mars as well. But just the idea of being able to do that through plants mm -hmm. is, you know, what a what a wild idea. I, I, I would say there's a moment with that because it's sort of, again, it's you know, there's a bit where he goes to other planet and the color scheme will change because he's not green. They use because they're using this, this alien, these alien plants, and it felt to me like you know that there's a there's a bit of Doctor Manhattan in that this idea of leaving. The oh planet, yeah, know, to go yeah. off and do this thing. So, and again, it sort of comes around the same time when he was writing. Uh, Watchmen. So Watchmen. I feel a bit like he was exploring something where just maybe Alan Moore's or even then was like, I'd like to go to another planet and just sit on my own and just <laughs> I want to, I want to transport Northampton to another planet and just stay there. <laughs> well, you know, I think that I think as I've read more, uh, more more as I've read more of Alan Moore's stuff, because uh, you know it was only last summer after the Superhero so Dummies episode that I finally read Miracle Man, mm -hmm. uh, Marvel Man, Miracle Man. Uh, you know, we weren't going to get that uh, over here in the early 80s because that's all before his Swamp Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we weren't getting that. I mean, we eventually got Miracle Man when Eclipse was doing it, but I, I, I don't know. I missed it. It was just not. I didn't. I didn't know at that point. I really was 12. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I finally uh, I finally read uh, his Miracle Man stuff, and I just saw so many themes that he comes back to in swamp thing with the idea of humanity and the whole you know, just thinking about uh you know you know mike is he's like it's it's not me anymore it's it's this it's a miracle man it's i'm a I, my consciousness is here and yeah. i have my memories but it's not my body it's this you know miracle man body and uh yeah he never goes back to it finally and uh and then also the idea of uh the superhero and or the suit the, the problem of the superman which yeah. is something that is part of watchmen and you can see moore's you know trying to work through all these ideas and miracle man and then it, it comes back again in his other stuff i just think it's like it's like he's writers do that they have certain things they want to mm. write about and, and they keep coming back to them and exploring them in different ways and trying to uh come to terms with how they work so i have no doubt that's exactly what he's doing when you talk yeah. about thing on another planet and then you have that those bits of dr manhattan uh with the, you know. i think with more it becomes that thing of like the inevitable conclusion like miracle man is one of my favorite books i love the, the you know and the, the neil gaiman stuff's fantastic as well but the more stuff is absolutely superb but like, i have the neil gaiman book on my shelf I haven't opened it yet you it's I'm, awesome i'm, 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 I'm waiting fantastic. i'm gonna read it i'm waiting on it but <laughs> Like, like Steve, I'd like to see that uh, next volume come out. It's been 29 years now. It, he it, will, it will happen. <laughs> of faith. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, the thing with Alan Moore, like he takes things to inevitable conclusions and sort of like, you know, the, with Swamp Thing, again, there's this idea that like he is almost like a godlike creature where, you know, like you, you, what do you do with something that, like, you know, you, 
you can't tear it apart because it's conscious just seeps back into the green and reappears somebody else. So he, he, you know, he deals with that. Um, so yeah, I, I think the Alan Moore run is, is absolutely superb. It's, it's an it's a fantastic piece of writing and it's a good, massive, you know, milestone in comic book history. Um, I have to admit though, beyond that, I've dabbled in bits and pieces. I read some of the Brighton K Vaughan. I've read some of the, uh, the, the, the Miller stuff. It's all fine. But it definitely feels like after more, you know, it's sort of like no one's able to hit that wave again, particularly strong for a while. Like, you know, the, the Brian K. Vaughan's are fine, but. Yeah, my, my, uh, my experience after more really drops off until Snyder. Yes, that's um, the same, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I have some volumes. I think uh, there's one by Grant Morrison I have, or maybe two that he did because I was trying to do a, a research project on uh, on it for an article, uh, a paper, but I, I didn't have enough knowledge of the the uh, scholarly discipline uh, to, to make it work, but I, I think it's there. So I was getting different stuff and I would to, to try to read and include, uh, but yeah, to me, after that, it's uh, it's it's Snyder really just picks it up uh, fantastically with uh, the New Fifty Two. Um, it's one of the. It was my favorite book in the New Fifty Two. Yes, it's it's, um, one, it's one of the ones that you say the one the easily. Best. Yeah, and it feels like a natural successor to to Alan Moore. Like some of the themes that it picks up, it yeah. feels like it's sort of. Do you remember? Uh, just before the new 52 they had that brightest day yes uh, th- and do you remember that that's swamp thing is part of, is a big mm-hmm. part of that and that's where he actually reverts to being alec or doesn't revert but rather swamp thing is gone and alec holland is brought back to life yes so alec so that's where you start in the new 52 and even though it's supposed to be a break of uh continuity for him it's not just mm. like batman and green lantern they didn't really lose any of their history you know swamp thing is the same way it's it's uh it's a natural con- it's the natural extension of uh what was going to happen what they were going to do was what they were going to do the new 52 really didn't change anything no. it just gave a little label to put on it and that was what was coming next mm. whether it was the new 52 or spinning out of brightest day swamp thing you know by scott snyder and yannick paquette <laughs> yeah and it's a great run i mean moving like you say it's sort of um you you mentioned green lantern and, and you know I'm, I'm, i've read the jeff john stuff and i'm you know i'm I, I, um, you know i'm an hour into this whole thing of like the color spectrum of the lanterns and stuff but I'm less convinced by that, but this idea of the balance within the within the sort of the the earth elements, mm. I really like, and you know because then they've added more because you sort of like Charles Soul then sort of introduces the sort of like the the metal and those other stuff, but you get like the green, the mm. red, and the rot, and it's this mm-hmm. idea of sort of like the flora, the fauna, and the decay, and you, but you you're right, but you need all of them, you know, because things have got to die to decay to to produce nutrients for things to grow again. Like you said, it's let's go back to secondary school science. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it, it grows this idea, and also I think the, the interweaving of that they were able to do with the new fifty-two, because I quite like the uh, Jeff Lemire uh, Animal Man as well. Oh, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that that those are those are some great. Uh, those are two great books that were certainly top of the 
class in New 52. I mean, and even though they didn't last as long, uh, Demon Knights and Frankenstein, Agent of Shame. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm always on the outliers with stuff. It's stuff yeah. that either, not stuff that nobody likes, but stuff that's, you know, not the thing. I'm always like, well, why didn't you continue that? That was great. Even uh, Lemire himself, uh, I, I met him in a con a couple years ago and got to interview him. And uh, I said how much I liked Frankenstein, Asian and Shade. And he was like, that is the one book I regret uh, giving up because mm. he it's stopped doing it to do something else. And Matt Kent took over, which was fine. But he said that's the one thing he regretted uh, giving up was frankenstein so i i enjoyed that but let's like say the new 52 was odd i quite enjoyed like dial h as well that china mayville did oh okay okay yeah there were things like that that was like oh they're doing some weird stuff this is great i'm all in for that yeah um <laughs> but uh yeah no the snyder's sort of like say um swamp thing is, is again sort of to me I, I don't i don't think it's as lyrical or a sort of um groundbreaking is probably alan moore but it's solid like it's really solid to me and i think you know it's when snyder was at his solid you know was at his best like he was doing the batman yeah Bulo and he was yeah. doing get and i think it's really really solid um and you know there's some stuff in there and like you say when it when it has that interweaving with the animal man and they get the whole sort of the oh, yeah alec Ar- 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 arcane comes back like like yeah it's again it's leaning into that horror like it lead, really leans into the horror stuff and there's some really cool stuff in there and again I, art is awesome so oh oh absolutely I, what what i really uh like the most uh, not the most necessarily but one of the things that really grabbed me about his run was um bringing abby back and uh just how how great it felt to have them reunited mm. even though by the end you know they have a whole new uh problem they have to try yeah. to figure out how can they they can't be what they were but i just found that whole journey of them coming back together working together him having to actually decide i'm gonna be swamp thing again because at the first part he's just alec holland running around mm. uh with her on a motorcycle or whatever yeah. trying to find her uh, her brother who's often you know the american southwest doing terrible things <laughs> yeah well, again it takes it back to this american gothic thing doesn't it like it returns to like yeah, the yeah. it really has that sort of sense and one of the things i like about it as well is like you know he, he it acknowledges that like well i wasn't this creature like it doesn't it doesn't reboot yeah. retro like no he's like no i am alec holland like, i don't have memories of this stuff like you know because yeah i wasn't that um and so this often it's a really like you say it really sets you on edge where you're like oh yeah this wasn't what i was expecting <laughs> like <laughs> it's really good um it is it is it, it, it but it but it, at the same time it still uh manages to deal with that uh, theme of identity yes exactly uh, we get back to humanity and, and, in it isn't it and yeah yeah because I, I love the run i've got them in the paperback volumes but they've recently released the big omnibus edition um, okay. Of the, of the Snyder run, and I do keep looking and going, "Oh, that would look awesome on my shelf." That's uh, <laughs> that's something that looks incredibly tasty to be put on my shelf. So I do think I'll be getting that. Um, but one of the weird things has happened, really, that I find um, with um, Swamp Thing post Snyder and this sort of thing, it, it seems to happen. Like you get a really good run, and then the character like he's one of those that people just don't know what to do with him at times. So, like, unless you're doing something big and grand, like, they don't know. And he sort of fall into the background. Like I like it when he turns up, you know. And I've seen him in, I've seen him appear in things. And most recently, he's obviously been in Justice League Dark, 
Um, right, right. I'm loving that run. You know, again, it was, you know, um, uh, James Timmion, I'm just going to look because I've got one myself. James Timmion wrote the first, yeah, the first bit. Yeah. And Ram yeah. V's now sort of picking up. But Swamp Thing was just like a part of the team. And it was no, yeah, yeah. no different. It's just like, I'm here and I'm, I'm green. You know, I, I'm mean, I'm green yeah. and I can kick ass for you. Like that's, he doesn't have any sort of like purpose beyond that. Like the, he's no longer the avatar for the green. So he just sort of becomes a, the muscle. Literally that, that he just becomes, yeah. he becomes less interesting, you know. And the, the, I like the <sighs> big dark book, but he, he, he doesn't feel like the swamp thing we've had before. Did you get to read any of the Swamp Thing stories and the Swamp Thing giants that they had that were – I haven't uh, read them yet, no. Started out at the Walmart here in they the never US. Got re- They never got released um, physically over here. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I swear there's going to have to be a uh, – a collection somewhere mm. with that stuff in it. I will, I, look hope. On comics, I will look on Comicsology, see if I can pick them up on there or something. Yeah, but. those actually start, uh, in my opinion, uh, another good, another good run of mm. uh, of Swamp Thing because it kind of gets back to it, it. It it brings in different ideas of you know once again identity as well as the. The sort of anthology thing of helping people, but also uh, some of the supernatural and the the magical aspects. There's a uh, there's a character in one of the stories that she's uh, he introduced. Uh, who was it? Uh, the first the one I'm thinking of that was a Brian Azzarello issue, but then it's picked up later on by who's writing it then? Somebody else is writing it. Maybe Tom King. Okay. Maybe Tom King. I can't remember. I, I reviewed him. I should know. But uh, but it, it another secondary character that is like a I'm gonna say the wrong thing, a witch or something like that. And it 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 just has that. It, it's like when Swamp Thing can meet other people and interact. It mm. it sort of allows him to. Uh, to bounce off of that character and see his reactions and stuff. And anyways, it, it gets really good. And unfortunately, you know, that, that series that they canceled all the, all the giants. So yeah, when that went down, they, then there was a special and Ram V started with a special uh, for Halloween, I guess last year. And so there's a, a, a Halloween special that he has a story or two in. And, uh, and that's kind of where he starts to really, get going with it and of course until what he's starting uh now but if you can find those those are really good stories i'll definitely i'll, I'll track them down even if i go like ebay or something i'll find i'll see if i can find a couple of those because they, they, you know, again you're not the first to tell me other people have mentioned it go, oh yeah you should really check these out like, they're, they're quite good I've just yeah yeah, to it, so yeah i will do but, but have you read so let's let's jump to modern day then because i think like, you okay know, we're going to another change and this is i think one of the things yeah one of the themes we've seen is like yeah these milestone issues so Ram V working with Mike Perkins is doing a 10 issue run, um, you know, the Swamp Thing. Um, and uh, issue two came out, I think last week. Uh, I haven't read it yet. So it's still sat on the tablet to read. Uh, oh, I've, read, okay. I've, read, cool. I've read issue one a couple of times, uh, but it's looking amazing. Like they've changed. It's no, it's no longer Ali Holland. It's a guy called, mm-hmm. I've got the name here. It's um, uh, Levy um, K- Kami or Kami. Um, he's a, I think it's Kamei. Kamei. Uh, MA, he, I'm guessing yeah, he's, an Asian, he's, he's Indian. Asian. Yeah, he's Indian guy, and and it's a completely different perspective again. And 
they are leaning into the horror. And uh, it was like that first oh, issue. Oh, yeah. Because like, <laughs> I love Mike Perkins, again, he's one of those artists where oh, yeah. oh, he turns yeah. himself to things. And when he's doing horror, like his horror is is good. Like There's some, some panels in that and I was like, this is awesome. Perkins, Perkins does some of the uh, uh, stories in The Giants, too. He oh, draws cool. some of those. Uh, and uh, and they also did the two future state issues together. Yes, I read so, those. They were great. Yeah. And I thought those were phenomenal. Yes. I, I mean, I read the, I remember reading the first one, and I reviewed that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got this long thing reviews, so I, I get them all right now. Um, but I read that thing and was just floored. I remember sitting at the table reading it going, this is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely brilliant. And, you know, it, once again, he, he's, he's talking about identity and humanity and, uh, and, and starting that thought process again. And those, I guess, I don't see necessarily how they lead directly into the new series, but I, I, I see that it's possible that they do because you don't really know – in that feature state uh series is that alec holland yeah is it, it yeah levy is it the new guy is it some other swamp thing because we know there have been other swamp things mm. you know avatars of the green we know there's not just alec holland because mm. you know alan moore worked alec olsen into the story yeah and uh he well, had the whole parliament of trees you see this whole yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Well, one of the things um, I loved about that, because it's a two-issue run. Again, I, I read a little bit of Future State. I dipped in that, and to be honest, um, that was the only one where I was like, "I'm reading the rest of this because it's great." Like, you know, the the, the rest were, eh, "I'm fine," but that mm-hmm, that one mm-hmm. to me stood out. And again, two issues. Oh yeah. And again, it's that thing of like, and you know, I haven't really read much of Ramvi. I said I've read bits, little, you know, when he's done sort of backup stories and other bits, but. This two issues. It's just two issues, and it's a it's a nice sort of you know close story. You, you get enough information, but again, it leads you into a point where you're like, well, do you know what? I haven't got all the information, but I'm definitely going to read more of what he's writing. Oh yes, because this oh, is yes. sort of kicking me off. So yeah, it was excellent. I really enjoyed what they wrote. Um, and like and like I like you were saying that the the first issue of the. Uh, the main series that he's doing. I just wish it wasn't a, a mini series, but maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. Maybe a, a, you know, a 10 issue run where it's just phenomenal as opposed to an open-ended series where you just don't know how it's gonna, you know, what's going to happen after V's done at 10 issues, you know, who knows? But, let's let's yeah. see. Yeah. Let's see if the sales are big enough and it does, it gets enough critical claim. Maybe that 10 issue thing will drop away and, and we'll see, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, um, as I haven't read the first issue, uh, the second issue yet, but like I said, the two things that sort of struck me, and you, you were right, they're, they're coming back to this idea of humanity because it's a new guy sort of like having to deal with this thing of like, I can't control this transformation. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This thing happens, and when it does, there's a scene in it when he is sort of taken over by the transformation, and they make it look painful. Like, it looks. You know, like this isn't just sort of like a this isn't like a superhero thing of like I I'll dash to the nearest phone box and change into my sort of superhero. <laughs> this thing like you know engulfs his body in a really sort of like you know horrific way. It's it's uh, it's a traditional monster movie transformation. Yeah, yeah. like when somebody turns into a werewolf or or something it, like that and they're transformed. American werewolf. No, like, American, ah. yeah, American werewolf in London was my go-to. What I'm reading this, I'm thinking like this is where like my head's at. <laughs> 
this is where I'm hoping their heads are. Yeah, like it was really cool. So um, it it feels like it could be something special in in the Swamp Thing. Camp. Absolutely, absolutely, um, absolutely. And, and I, it's, I, it's exciting to be at the start of that, getting on the ground floor. You know, sort of. Thing. Yeah. And just where do you read issue two? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I'll be honest with you. I've uh, I've been trying to plow through. Uh, a run of something else so a few, i've just sort of got behind a few but it is i finished last night I was, i've been reading chew i don't know if you've ever read chew by uh, oh, rob, rob no. gilroy and, and uh, uh, what's it layman uh, rob layman and, and uh, um, yeah john layman rob gilroy i'll just look at that fantastic that's another thing i want to we'll talk about one day but um i've got there so i've now finished that like i've got a backlog of, of a couple of sort of singlishes i'm going to catch up on this evening um but uh, yeah, I, it just feels like again where I'm like, you know, I'm excited for a comic, and I'm like, I can't wait to find out what's happening next. So, um, it, it's it's it is something a bit sort of special, I think. It, it's it's rare that you get uh, in this day and age. I think that you get something that makes you go, oh. But it's to me, it's that same kind of feeling like when you you read the first issue of Watchmen and went, oh, this is this is gonna be something special. This is different. This is yeah. this is gonna be, you know, and I get that same feeling from and, and I don't know if it's just the, the depth of of the character or, or the or that it just connects on such a basic human level. It's it doesn't feel like it's I mean, sure it's just supernatural this, you know, bizarre swamp creature thing, but it feels like it's just a guy having a at one point, it feels like it's a guy having a problem, but it's an extreme problem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, but then, you know, but then even like the uh, like, I'm so curious to see what happens with the the pale wanderer. Yeah. That I I, I think he's got to be part of the rot. Like he. That I think, was my guess you know, from the first issue. Part of the rot. Yeah. 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 Like say, and it's, it's it's sort of again, not in, you know, not spoiling for the second issue, but like that that first issue lays down all these threads and it's just well written again like you know ram v seems to be a bit of an upcomer like the guy's writing stuff now and oh yeah oh yeah um, you know like you say um when you're teaming with a great artist like mike perkins you're, you know you, you say so you can see that's something special i mean the thing is and not to i don't i don't want to lambast dc you know at any point but sometimes they don't you know it's about sales they're a business i understand that but it's a bit like the recent constantine room with um sorry Spuria. Okay. That was great. I, I've had, you know, that was another one where I was like, I was in and I'm like, I'm hundred percent more and more behind this. It was awesome. Like every month that turned up, it was the first thing I read. And then they were like, yeah, we're canceling it after 12 issues. And you're just like, why? Like, <laughs> it's just like, why are you doing this? Like everyone's raving at everyone's seeing this. Like people are raving. Like, what is going on? But again, like, I just don't think enough people are reading that at the moment. In the, yeah, I don't want to get too far, too way far off topic, but I, I, uh, I, I do question what they do a lot of times. I mean, certainly they're my favorite shared universe company, but you know, I do wonder. It's like, uh, uh, for me, Robert Venditti's Hawkman was just phenomenal. I felt like it was the second coming of James Robinson's Starman, mm. and then he was going that direction, and he had the opportunity to, to build that kind of a. Uh, 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 mythology for the character and it was in the right everything was just fantastic and then uh, sales you know but uh, I wonder, why aren't people reading that why aren't they reading that why why do they just want to read 
only Batman. Yeah. Because I am so Batmaned out. It's it's ridiculous. Amen. And oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Batmaned out. I'm Jokered out. I've never liked Harley Quinn. So when they got to throw her in every single issue of Batman, guess who's not reading Batman? Yeah. Me. <laughs> but uh, but like something like that, and then you know, then there are other gems that you come across. And you're like, why isn't this? You know, they or they get a, a a big name writer to take over Superman, who shall remain nameless, and it's terrible. And <laughs> uh, I have a I have a reputation about that. Um, yeah. And it's like, why are you doing this? Is it was so good, and now it's not. But I just maybe that's the going to be the advantage of having a ten issue run is they're going to give him ten issues. Yeah, sells well. It gets the right, uh, you know, extra sales and trade or whatever. Then they'll bring him back for a volume two. Who knows? Maybe it's a new publishing model. I don't know. Maybe, like say, maybe it's not a bad thing to do that because if they do know you've got this many issues, so you're you're pitching an arc or you're pitching a story mm-hmm. and it's going to take this many issues. Oh, well, you're going to get that many issues, but we're not going to give you anything beyond that. So, But if it sells well and it does really well, yeah, we'll talk about it. But like you say, it's better than saying, yeah, here's a new ongoing and it may last 20 issues, but like the story was supposed to last 30 and we're going to cut off and you're going to get a rushed ending or something. So like you say, yeah. I'm hoping it's a good, complete uh, comprehensive story so that's my hope but i'm 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 excited to get it and i'm excited to read it so. and it doesn't matter that it's not ala collin either i think that's no. No. one of the interesting things that uh that if you're maybe a casual dc comics reader or a casual swamp thing reader and you think oh i've heard this new series is good i'll dip in and it's not ala collin you might be like oh what what's going on i don't understand anything it, it it, I mean, it it's so well done. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, and you know the the art, like you said, and even you know, I, I even had to uh, call out the colorist, uh, Mike Spicer, in mm. uh, in my my review for the last issue. It's just it's so good. It's just so atmospheric, and and you know uh, the, the colors he chooses fit the scene so well. Just the 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 the, the, the the palette value the values and the colors he chooses are just oh this yeah so it's, good across the board it's like, it is it's, it's team working at top board i mean that's the thing is they're all working their a game um and you're right though i think this is one of the few characters i think one of the things the swamp thing is he he works well through adaptation like when they have thrown changes in like it's not like you know, he he has. There's a core to the character, as we said, like this idea of dealing with humanity and this thing of a monster being either a part of or adjacent to humanity and how that relationship works. But Swamp Thing is the essence, and I think because of the work that Alan Moore did of expanding the world back then, of saying like, yeah, there's this greater world, like there's the the Parliament of Trees and there's the Green and all this other stuff. Like, it gives you this ability to say, well, yeah, there's a character called Swamp Thing, but it's not like Batman where you go, well, Batman is Bruce Wayne. That was my exact yeah. thought. That was yeah, my exact it, thought. Because it's, it's, oh, it exists in the Swamp Thing universe. It is a Swamp Thing. It's an avatar of the green. It's a different character, but we can move on. And, you know, it's no longer... It being... It being well, the thing is, it wasn't Alec Holland for almost 20-odd years. Like, so <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. It's a new yeah, version of a character, but it's... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, and the fact that, like, that those future state issues, you know, as you said, were fascinating the fact he'd created these other like the, know, this family of of you know yeah. floral, floral beings. Floral. Yeah. Um, the fact that you and I both said 
well, yeah, we, we didn't know if it was the Alec Holland version, or the Alan Moore version, or is it this, is it Ram V's version? Like, who is this? Doesn't matter. It yeah. Was a really well told Swamp Thing story. Yeah. It, it um, doesn't matter. It, it, it does not matter because the, 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 the themes and the, and the essence of the story are not reliant upon knowing which version it is. It's, yes. it's everything else about it that's important. And uh, I, I, if we're just going to talk for a minute about that, the, those scenes where, I mean, it's, it seems like it's zooming in like a microscope uh, with the, the dialogue even, or the, 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 the captions where he's talking about forming the capillaries and yeah. uh, all everything about the as it and you can tell it, it it's it's definitely riffing off the idea of you know human organs made of plants like we get in Moore's uh, take in the anatomy lesson but then at the same time it's like he it's like the only way he knows how to make a person is to really go through all the uh, intricate detail yeah 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 the minutia of of the the organs and the interior workings in order to to make it i guess be a person in his mm. mind i don't know or, to me there's a whole lot more that could be done with the that two issues you know it's it's almost a shame it was only two issues yeah because yeah. i would have kept reading that even if it was you know, six or seven or eight or nine or ten issues. That I would have. It was so good. I would have kept with that. It didn't. And, and the ending. I'm not going to spoil anything, but the ending. It, oh my god. Two, even as like a two issue. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It, you're like you know, this is two issues. Like you know, I you know, but I, I was so invested in it, and so the ending. Again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's a real emotional ending where they. It's a real, not so much a gut punch, but there's a there's like almost like an epilogue like a little bit of an epilogue and sort of some dialogue and so yeah it's, it's, it's this reveal and it's like what the hell like he get i think so ramby gets the character like he gets the essence of what this thing is and that's why i'm so excited for this run and to be doing it again for 50 like you said for him to be doing it on the 50th anniversary again feels special yeah yeah um, it does they, they should have put that on the cover 50th anniversary <laughs> yeah there you go dc we're giving you some free there some advice you know um <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. And like you say, I'm hoping it'll maybe feed into that. You know, there'll be some sort of tail off into that. They've done it with others. And, you know, this future state is setting the template for some other rubbish I'm not that interested in. But this is a, this is one of the areas I'm... You know, yeah, me too. A lot of other rubbish I'm not interested yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one problem with me with future state was that there was, there's too many things that they introduced in it that I kind of went, eh. You know, and I, quite honestly... I I was so disinterested in Future State, I really only read the issues that I was going to be reviewing for, for DC Comics News. So mm. that meant I got Swamp Thing, and it was great. Yeah. And I got Teen Titans, and the first issue was interesting, and the second issue I thought was rubbish. And then the Suicide Squad was just kind of like, I, no thanks, I'm, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. uh, so at least I got one good thing out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Well, the, the, I read, the, I read the, 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 the Swamp Thing one, but the other one I read was uh, Batman De Detective. And, and okay. the only thing that attracted me to that was Dan Mora on art. Um, oh yeah, well, hey, but now he's doing the uh, the new de the regular Detective series with uh, Mariko Tamaki also. Yeah. So they're, they're, it's 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 like there's a connection, and they're bringing it back kind of so at least you can enjoy his art i thought the first issue of that was good it yeah, was uh it was all right and again and i love dan Moore. i think like his art is, yeah. is phenomenal and i'm so glad he's because he, he you know i first encountered him when he did klaus with with morrison 
And oh, then, right, 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 right. And I've been, uh, I've been loving his work with uh, Kieran Gillen on Once and Future. So like, I've, I've just watched him grow as an artist on these other bits and pieces. Like I've dipped into like Power Rangers and seen what he's been doing there. And then to see him now get onto the big two, like, you know, hopefully getting like a, some recognition is, is great. Um, well, the, the first issue of the regular Detective Comics run with Mariko yeah. Tamaki was good. And it, it ties, it goes right back to pre-feature state. So it doesn't feel, it doesn't, I don't, I didn't feel lost. Like I had to have known anything about future state mm. to understand. Whereas like Titans and uh, Suicide Squad seem to come Peter right Ryan. from their yeah. few. Yeah, yeah. And even like the, the, uh, the Superman books are trying to play with John Kent as being the su Superman now uh, and suggest stuff, but I, I'm not anyways, separate story. But yeah, I think, I think you'll be able to enjoy that Batman detective. I may, I may uh, dip into it. I'll see. I'll see. But anyway, back to something. So I think what we'll round yeah. out, we've, we've, we've come up to modern day. We've, we've covered those 50 years. I think we've, you know, we've highlighted the stories that we love. Um, but I think there's one question, you know, if someone was going to come up to you and was sort of like, okay, you know, what should I read? I want to read some Swamp Thing. What, what, where would you direct them? What sort of thing would you direct the people to? I'm of, I'm of two minds on that. I would almost say this is your chance right now to get on board. Go buy last month's Swamp Thing number one by V and Perkins. Go ahead and buy that. And if you like that, I'll tell you, I, I'll show you some more stuff. Or I would say you need to start at the beginning with the first uh, uh, Bronze Days trade and read the, the Ween rights and stuff. And then after that, jump to the first Alan Moore trade. Yeah. I, I that's that's, that's, that's kind of how I would do it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's sort of like, you know, if, if you just read the first 10 to 15 issues of the original run, you know, that sort mm -hmm. of rights and you can then jump straight to maybe include a little bit before to sort of see why he's in the States. Well, even issue 20, actually, I think sort of like Alan Moore did before the one before the uh, anatomy lesson gives you that, that justification. Um, I think you can do that. I think you're right. I think there's almost like milestone runs aren't there really where you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, Ween and Wrightson, Alan, you know, Alan Moore and the different artists, Snyder, and then pick up with, with V and Perkins, I think. Like you could do that and you get a pretty good overview. And, and I wouldn't start with Snyder simply because it, it helps to know where you're coming from. Because why? Because it, 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 it's not that it starts out in Medias Ray, but Al, Alec Holland is a person in that issue. So it's like, what? I don't, it's confusing. It would be confusing without knowing. I guess the previous continuity to an extent. I just wouldn't pick to start there, even though I would definitely tell you to read it. I yes. wouldn't start there. No, no, you need and some I, of the context and the history for that. And I, and I wouldn't start with more is the first thing either, because then you're going to be really like you're you're missing if you don't know that he was Alec Holland and he fell in the swamp and all that stuff. And you had all that backstory. You don't, you miss the impact of him learning that he is just a plant. Yes. You know what I mean? The, the, have the, that. Yeah. The, the gut punch of that issue, the reveal of that issue doesn't have the, the impact that I think, you know, it does if you've known the, the trials and tribulations he's gone through believing or understand that he is 
a transformed human rather than 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 what he actually is. Yeah. I remember reading that. I remember the first time reading that and reading that issue, and just and being, he's what? He's a plant. I remember going. I remember turning the pages back and rereading that section <laughs> just so I understood that I read it correctly. Because yeah. of course, growing up and knowing something about the character, he's a guy who falls in the swamp. Yada yada. He's cut mountain, and then. You know, of course, because that's all after the movie, also that first movie. <laughs> the more yeah. is after that first movie, so you uh, you've also seen it on screen at some point. So if you don't have that that knowledge, that you miss the impact of what more does yes, with the character. Exactly, I, I agree totally. I wouldn't say you need that context. Uh, you mentioned about the films. Uh, I hadn't really mentioned them. Uh, both Swamp Thing and Return of the Swamp Thing. Um, I'm. I wouldn't recommend either of them if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> They're fine. I think Wes Craven found his groove a little bit later on, shall we say? But <laughs> I uh, I did a uh, I did with uh, with Dave and Chris. I did a Swamp yes. Thing episode with that. So actually, I still have a fond memories of the first Swamp Thing movie. I think it gets a lot right. It may not be, you know, uh, you know, stellar special effects. It may not. It's certainly, I mean, we have to remember it's all pre-Alan Moore. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. It's, it's before Alan Moore. Um, so you're not going to get any of that aspect of the character. But I think it pretty faithfully uh, does the original origin and it it approximates the uh, some of the themes of humanity and identity is it the best movie ever made absolutely not but is it enjoyable and does it translate the the spirit of those that early run i think it does a pretty good job of it to the point that you know having seen it as a kid when i was 12 or 13 when it came out you know i i i can it's one of those things i can go back and look at and still feel the same way I felt as a kid. Where some movies you can't go yes. back and feel the same way. I, I know what you mean. If you, it's one of those movies, if you've watched it at the right time, the right, you know, in the right place, you can, you'll have a nostalgia for it. I'll admit, I have the same nostalgia for Howard the Duck. I know that's a terrible <laughs> film. I, I outright know that's a terrible film. But for some reason, like, you know, I, I, I will watch that. Um, I will I'll watch that, you know, again and again i don't know why but maybe i hate myself maybe it's like a torture thing i don't know but i do like <laughs> weirdly though to, to touch on the films like the second film has a real sort of like tongue-in-cheek feel to it um oh it's totally camp it's total yeah, camp. And, and, and to be fair i actually do prefer the second one because of that reason like this is it's, it makes me laugh it's got a chuckle but the swamp thing costume as well in the second one is is, is actually kind of cool um, yeah, it's it, it, yeah it's a little better yeah it's a little better um but have you ever read the novelization of return of the swamp thing no i haven't i highly recommend it because okay. the guy who wrote it i've got a copy of it but the guy who wrote it read the script and was like this is crap i'm gonna write my own story <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so so he very much starts in the same place and then just goes off on one and it ends with like swamp thing becoming a mountain it has these massive it has these big battles and stuff like it goes off on one it, it, Alan Moore appears in it as a as a hotel clerk. Uh, <laughs> like, seriously, like it's weird to the extent where you read it, you're like, yeah, he, yeah, like 
they, they they had to release it because they were contractually obliged to release a novelization and they had very very limited time scales but like yeah it is not the film it's a very different beast who who wrote it uh, oh, I'd have to dig it out. It's in the attic somewhere. But re- research okay. it. Go and check it out. Okay. The, the okay. novelization of Return of Swamp Thing is is a fascinating little beast um, of of someone going some off. Of the, yeah, going off. I find beast. some of those some mm. of those novelizations interesting because you'll see things that uh, were supposed to be in the movie mm-hmm. that, that didn't make it, uh, and those kind of things. But I've never read heard of one where the the author just decided. I'm gonna write a better story. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, go check it out. Well, there are others around. Some say the just as a side note, the one the Predator novelization is based on the version of the film that had the Jean Claude Van Damme version of the monster. It doesn't have the Predator Predator that we have we, we now know and love. Um, and those oh. other things. So there's very yeah, and, and, and that sort of thing. So um, there's some interesting sort of little variations out there. Um, you know. Not to say anything about it, it, it. One more thing about novelizations. E.T. There's a sure, scene sure. where E.T. basically sort of um, leches over uh, Elliot's mom uh, while she sleeps. It's really weird. Oh uh, my god! Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so that's just a little bit of a side note. The only thing I suppose is, well, is, is there was the, the recent <laughs> TV. I'm, gonna go, I'm not going to give. That's another story for another day. Um, I, I, there's so many questions that are in my head. Yeah, I'm going to leave so it at that. Like, if, if listeners yeah. want to go find this out, it's quite easy. Just go Google it. Is uh, the the ET novelization, and it, you can actually find the passages online. But there is there's a oh. scene in there where basically she's asleep, and he he basically creeps into her bedroom, and it's incredibly creepy. Um, oh my gosh! Um, so uh, um, the point, the, the, there was the TV show. The the I forget who did it was it HBO or or uh, CW it was DC Universe yes oh, DC Universe oh, wait. yes and then it yeah, got yeah. battered uh, around didn't it yeah, I was gonna say wait like, which TV show the the cartoon from the nineties or the or the uh, <laughs> the yeah. most recent one we just I've, had I've, I've the most the recent one is the DC Universe <laughs> yes, I've, I've watched the cartoon it's it's all right it's very much of a nineties cartoon. Um, and again, it's one of those. If you're a kid and you've watched it, I'm sure there's people out there that love it because it fits. Yeah, him. it's interesting how they keep coming back to him uh, in multi multiple media forms because it's not just like he comes back in the comics repeatedly. Mm. Swamp Thing. You know, they, 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 he, he's been. He's had what two feature films. He's had a TV, a live action TV series. Yep. He's had. Uh, a cart an animated TV series and a second live action TV series. Mm. So it's because there was the original live action series in the nineties also with the same actor who was in the, uh, yes. the movie. Yes. I, I mean, I, I'd almost forgotten about that, but you know, it, I, th- I think it's because like I say, there's so much you can do with this character and this idea of humanity, this tale of humanity can be told to this character that, that people are interested in doing it. But I actually, th- this most recent version, the DC Universe version. Uh, we got it on Amazon Prime over here. Uh, was it like eight episodes yeah. or so? Uh, whatever it was, was absolutely awesome. Like again, it really lent into the horror. They had the physical, like the practical effects. Like, you know, they had a guy dressed as Swamp Thing, and it was you know the mm. stuff. And um, you know the uh, plants were sort of like ripping people up, and it was like it was. It was really good. I mean, I, I thought you know it was exp- it was clearly expensive, which is why they're the problem. But like, it was a good show. They're supposed to have it on uh, the CW at some point. Mm. Uh, they got the rights to, to to show the 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 
the one season. Now I haven't, I haven't, uh, I have not seen that because uh, I, I didn't get the DC universe. My, my ability and time to watch uh, television and movies is severely limited. I, I am a, a restaurant manager, so I don't mm. have normal hours to where I can ever sit down and go, I'm going to watch this series. And so even a few years ago when I would be able to sit down and watch, uh, you know, on the app, the CW app, the, uh, mm. the flash arrow and all that stuff, or even Netflix when it would finally make it there. I, I just don't have the time to keep up with that. I'm, I'm, you know, working on a podcast or writing reviews and stuff instead. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just haven't made my way to, uh, if to you that. Get the chance, if it'll you get, get out. Chance, yeah, yeah. It's worth seeing. I mean, it ends on not so much a cliffhanger, but there's a definite, like, you know, you, you, you get the feeling that you, you are, it's clear there was more to be done. Right. Um, but um, no, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I think you know I, I've heard excellent things about it, and everybody has lamented that it got cancelled too soon. Oh yeah, it's one of those that'll be like, if we could just have had like an, one more season, you know, just another mm. eight to ten episodes like, to, and, and round it out, that would have been awesome. Um, but yeah, it's, it's worth seeing. So you're right that they do keep coming back to this character of you know. Um, a, a, I mean, some I mean sometimes you know they do it in in comics just to renew the copyright you know mm. well it's been somebody we got to trot this character out for an appearance or a, a four issue miniseries just to maintain the copyright but they don't have to do that in in tv and movies you know so there's something about the character that's really struck a chord uh with people over the years and obviously you mentioned Wes craven earlier and since uh that's all pre-alan moore it's it's pretty obvious Wes craven liked the original comic mm. and I want to do this movie, you know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it, it, there's something I guess uh, primal about it, maybe. Just that I think so. I mean, it taps into like again, we go back to this idea. It taps into those ideas of the classic monsters, doesn't it? Like you know, whether you yeah, whether you're yeah, Frankenstein or the Wolfman or this idea of having your humanity robbed of you through some some you know tragic event. It sort of fits into that that kind of thing. Um, and so, yeah, to me, again, I think like, if you were to get him on the big screen in some way, if they were to do something again with the wider, you know, DC universe or bring him in, if they can do Thanos, that's what they like, do it using, using right. CGI, get someone to do the mocap and all that kind of stuff, and then CGI mm. the, the plant body. I think it could be absolutely phenomenal. So, I guess if you could do the quality of the TV show that you just mentioned on the big screen and, you know, I guess the sky's the, the limit kind of a thing as far as what you do, not that you have to send into another planet, but you can certainly do something with the parliament of trees and some sort of massive, mm. you know, epic blockbuster kind of, you know, save the world from, you know, the rod or whatever. I don't know. Well, something you like to, that. You know, if you wanted to build that. it up. Yeah, if you wanted to build it up, have it like a four issue, four issue, a four film yeah. story. Four like, issue, yeah. yeah. But, but it would be like four issue, I suppose. Like the first film, you know, is the origin story and he does whatever. And yeah. then you have like, you know, the main story, the follow up film that gives it a bit more. And you can introduce the Parliament of Trees, or you can have John Constantine, or whatever. But then introduce the third films where you really throw things and you go, that's when you have the Alan Moore reveal. Yeah, third film, and you're like, actually, you've never been Alec Holland. You are actually this, this plant creature. Yeah, I think there's, there's, there's they should, you know, it'd be great to go back to that. Anyway, right, 
So I, 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 I think, I think you know, we've, we've got sort of 50 years there of, uh, of Swamp Thing in a, in a really good fashion. He's a great character. He, is there any other DC character that has about the same uh, uh, time span that's been as good or as celebrated? I mean, because, you know, most of the stuff we get is stuff that's been around for 70, 80 years. I mean, Swamp Thing is... 50 years and i don't think there's any other character that's had you know multiple tv shows and multiple movies you know yeah i mean you know swamp thing has had more multimedia exposure than wonder woman really you know in some cases in some of there's only been one tv show yeah yeah there's only been one woman tv show and two movies (laughs) even though she's been in like stuff but yeah yeah, I, i find it bizarre but again you think of characters that came out of the 70s there's, there's not many characters that came out of the 70s that have been as successful either at that bronze age or, or yeah the horror push of the sort of 70s there's, there's not many characters that sort of have survived to today there's there's ones that appear you know yeah end up on team books and that sort of thing but there's, yeah. there's few that have had the, sort of the exposure i suppose of swamp thing so as we were talking, I was just thinking about that, thinking what other character that was created in the 70s like that has maybe uh, if we're going to go to a different company, maybe Marvel's Punisher. That's the only a 70s one. character that's had a, uh, a Netflix show, a couple movies, whether they were crap or not is a different story. But they've they've had a multiple. Had, yeah. 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 Uh, Wolverine is a 70s character. Yeah, so Marvel have had a few, like I say, but again, yeah. that horror push from their side. Again, yeah. you don't see multiple runs of Werewolf by Night or, you know, Tomb of Dracula's all gone by the wayside. And I suppose, you know, you get yeah. Moon Knight every now and then. One of my, you know, my favorite, yeah. Moon Knight. But, oh, yeah. is Moon Knight. Moon Knight is your favorite, isn't it? Oh, is it? yeah. Oh, I'm right. a big Moon Knight. That's Moonlight. right. That's right. Yeah. I Okay. I bought the Moon Knight number one off the stand as a kid. Did you? <laughs> Yeah, the uh, Doug Mace Bill Sinclair yeah. number one, nineteen eighty. Yeah, I bought that off the stand as a kid. Great, great run. That's a great yeah. run. That's uh, and again, sort of, you know, Oscar Isaac going to be doing that show soon. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So all these characters are getting their they're getting their day. So you know, maybe we will see again um, Swamp Thing getting another sort of crack at this. You know, whether it be the small or big screen. Let's let's hope. But yeah, you know, I think I think that's it. I think we can say that this character, you know, Swamp Thing is is earned a status of having a special edition episode for 50 years. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, some great, it's a great idea. Yeah. It was a great idea on your part when you, when you posted that you wanted to do the episode. I thought that's great because it really, he really is a character that has uh, a longevity and he keeps coming back and people like him. And there's been so much good stuff done with him. So much, you know, we talked about how the first uh, original run is, is, uh, so significant, but then Alan Moore's groundbreaking stuff, and that's what really put more on the map, I guess, mm. probably equally with uh, with Watchmen. You could say it's a crime he didn't get noticed for, for Miracle Man as much, but that's probably made only because of the recognizability of the character, and with Swamp Thing, he was working at DC, and DC could go, could push it a little bit more, and then that kind of thing but yeah, yeah i mean it's it was a great idea to do a retrospective uh 
50th anniversary show for a swamp thing so oh yeah i've, I've, was... I've really enjoyed talking about it because again it's sort of it's made me want to go yeah do you know what i need to go back and have a flick through some of those issues and i've gone back and i've mm. looked at the bronze age i've looked at more and i, I need to go back and read snyder's run because i love that so um and also to push the current run you know give it a box yeah it a bot. oh yeah yeah um, yeah. I'll leave you with a thought. We, we, someone, someone said to me, "I'll leave you okay. this thought that I, I saw on, on a YouTube video, uh, and this was some time ago, but it's always stuck with me." And it said that basically, um, the Swamp Thing movie is possibly the most important comic book movie of all time. And I was like, and I thought, "All oh, right, that's an interesting point. Why? Because again, like you know, you you enjoy. It. I'm not less of a fan. I'll be honest. Yeah. But they basically because of that film was the reason that they gave Swamp Thing the second run of Swamp Thing. Um, ago, yeah, and yeah. so without that, so with, so without the film, you wouldn't have that second volume of Swamp Thing, <clears throat> the saga of the Swamp Thing. Yeah, which, without that, which is where have, more comes in, which yeah. is where you wouldn't have Alex. So you wouldn't have had Alan Moore take up the reins. Without Moore taking up the reins on that, he wouldn't have had the exposure of DC to then get Watchmen. Watchmen wouldn't have then pushed other things. So really, it's right. It, it basically propels more, and for more to then be propelled means you get Grant Morrison. Uh, you know, Mike um, Carey, uh, Neil Gaiman. Uh, so without that, you, then you wouldn't get Constantine, you wouldn't get uh, Sandman, you wouldn't get <laughs> all these other books and stuff down the run. And then without those, yeah. you wouldn't have had Vertigo, you wouldn't have had this. So really, like, this guy was sort of laying out this history of saying, like, well, you know, I'm sure it would have happened in a different way, potentially. But the fact of the matter is, it like, can all be traced back to this sort of, you know, this Wes Craven um, monster movie. Yeah, that has, that's not universally loved. It's just yeah. kind of, some people like it, some people are kind of eh on it. You know, that's a great point. And, you know, I was thinking, uh, I wasn't sure where you were going with that. But, uh, but just when you first said it, what I thought was, even in 1982, what a strange property <laughs> for someone to want to do a movie of. Yeah. Because at the time, his series had been canceled for five or six years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Five years, maybe. About when does that first thing run end? It's only like oh, at 78. I think only, it ends in. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. it's something like that. It's not around for a super long time, and then it's four or five years later we get this. Uh, this movie almost out of nowhere, you know, and that's the weird thing. And that was the thing I, I know when the movie came out, I knew the character. So I know I had exposure somehow, but, I, but what a strange thing, you know, I, I would be interested to know what foreshadowed it. Cause it's uh, uh, Craven wasn't a big name. Like he'd made uh, less house, last house on the left. And um, uh, what is it? Hills have eyes. At that point, so he'd made okay, a, okay. So he'd made a couple of films, but they were B movie schlock horror, you know. Gore yeah. fest. they weren't. They weren't yeah. big budget. Like you know, uh, um, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street comes in '84, so it's another two years later. Yeah, yeah. So it's not him rocking up to a studio and going, "I want to do this film," because they'd have just been like, you know, jog on. Who are you? I'm sorry. Who are you? Exactly. Yeah, um, it's someone in a studio saying. We should be doing Swamp Thing, you know. It's, it's, oh, well, you know, okay, okay. I'm remembering the movie poster and the picture that's inside the com ads in the comics. I've seen those recently because I was reading other stuff that came out at the same time. The the producers are uh, Melnicker and Uslan. 
Michael Uslan. That's why. Because they were comic book guy. He was a comic mm. book guy. It's that's why that he was the producer. What year did it come out? Eighty two. Yeah. So it makes me think about like what else is coming out around that time. You've had like the year before, you've had American Wife in London, you've had the Howling, um, mm-hmm. you've probably had the Thing is eighty one, eighty two. So yeah, which one of those yeah. plus? So, plus, you've just had the first two Superman movies. Yes, that's true. So you've got that going, and at that point, they're talking about a Batman movie, but it takes forever to get a Batman movie off the ground. Yes. Still, it's an interesting property to jump to of all the ones. Yeah, it it really is. It's yeah. it, it it. I think no matter how you look at it, it's still an odd property to jump to. <laughs> We're trying to justify it, but like, no, I don't think there's any real way of doing so. Like, no, it's, a, it's yeah. just an odd choice of all the books you've I mean, done. <laughs> think about that. Think if you think about it like this. Okay, we just made Superman the movie and the sequel, and they were huge hits. What's our next comic book movie? Um, let's see. Batman? No. Wonder Woman? No. The Flash? No. Green Lantern? No. No. Aquaman? No. He talks to fish. Uh, no. Um, how about how about Swamp Thing? Huh? Yeah. Swamp what? <laughs> Does it have a name? Oh, it's that Swamp Thing. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, what's it called? Swamp yeah. Thing. Yeah. No, no, what's it about? What's it called? No, it's called Swamp Thing. Yeah. I'm sure there, I was think some no matter- there was some interesting conversations going on at a studio level at that point. There must have been. Or maybe they uh. just or maybe they just snowed somebody and got the money and they said, <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be this. Okay. How much money do you need? Uh this so, much. Somebody okay, else we gotta yeah. do it on this budget. <laughs> yeah. Somebody owed somebody a favor. That was probably what it was. Yeah, that's that's possible. That's yeah. really possible. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so yes, so we, we, we I think we've talked a lot about something. I think it's a great character. I do recommend people go if you've never read something, it'd be you like, you know, the the, the, the magical side of the dark side. Forget your, your superhero stuff, you know, go try some of the other stuff in the DC universe. Definitely go check out some uh, some uh, Swamp Thing. If you use Comicsology, like they're all on there, all the Bronze Age stuff, all of them all run everything. It's all on there. Go check it out. Um, otherwise, you know, just go check it out in your local comic shop or, or Amazon, wherever you get your comics from. It's, it's all readily available. Because yeah. even if you jump in on the new series, you're going to get something good. Oh, and yes. it requires no previous uh, knowledge. Nope. You can jump right in and be amazed. Yes, I totally agree. Anyway, Matthew, thank you so much for coming on today it's been a really good discussion really i had a great time uh so just before we go then so where can people find you and where could they be listening to you well you can find me uh in digital print on dc <laughs> comics news where i do uh uh weekly comic reviews and swamp thing is one of the books i'm reviewing right now so uh you can catch me there and then of course i have the uh the podcast on the comics and motion network uh you can follow the podcast uh on twitter at uh, comics Lloyd uh, is the Twitter handle for that. There's also a email address for the show if you want to chat. Um, ClassicComicsMBL at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find me personally uh, on Twitter at MattB underscore Lloyd. You'll get comics as well as a lot of stuff about music because music is one of my other passions. Cool. Uh, and that's uh, that's that's me on the uh, on the internet. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much. And all that stuff uh, will be in the notes. Um, I'm pointing down actually, but no one can see this. It doesn't really matter. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, the, it, the, those links will be in the notes. 
uh, when you know, when this release. So go down check and, and and go find out where Matt is doing his stuff. Uh, but for my listeners, thank you as always, guys. You know you've been listening. Uh, I'm going to be doing a bit of a push on a few things. If you like what we are doing, go to your podcast catcher, go to your podcast platform and leave us a review. I don't care if it's one star or five star. I want all the feedbacks. Just go and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, And if you're really enjoying what we're doing, uh, we have a Patreon page. That's right. We go off and we do other bits and pieces. We have a Patreon page and I do a monthly podcast on there called 30 Minute Thoughts, where for 30 minutes, I ramble about something that my patrons choose. They get to choose a topic. I go over, think about it, and then I just lay it out on the table. Uh, We also do a quarterly uh, creator uh, corner where I get somebody on to come on and do a a creator. I've had Kieran Gillen on uh, talk about Once and Future. And I recently had uh, a guy on to talk about his podcast, Unexplained, Richard McLean Smith, talk about the supernatural and missing people. That was fantastic. So go check out the Patreon page of supporters for five bucks a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content on there. I also go and ramble on there and give behind the scenes of other things I'm doing. So all my other non-podcasty projects, you get bits and pieces from there. Uh, Other than that, thank you very much for listening, guys. If you want to find us, we are on Twitter at 20th Century Geek and across all other social medias at 20th century geek so guys thank you very much matt thank you very much it's been absolutely fantastic uh and we shall talk again soon thank you very much Mm